Hey everyone, Zach Guggenheim here with the Big Ten Football Talk Podcast. We are talking preseason Big Ten team for the 2022 season. This is the Big Ten Football Talk Podcast. Make sure to like and follow us wherever you get your podcasts, whether that be Apple or Google or wherever you do. Leave a review, send an email, Talk at gmail.com. Leave us a tweet, leave us a post on Instagram or a DM on Instagram. And uh, follow us wherever. We are excited. I'm excited. The season is a couple weeks away. We're going to get Nebraska Northwestern in a couple weeks. We're going to get a game with Illinois and Wyoming in week zero. And then the fun really begins. Uh, So this week we're going to do a couple pods. that We're doing this one on the preseason Big Ten. And then on Friday we're going to drop my projections for every Big Ten team. And I'm excited to do that. I, I have a few tweaks that I want to make to to my predictions, but I'm pretty much set, I think, on what's going to happen. And then the following week, we're going to do playoff predictions and the first, and week zero picks. So we're going to start with the offense. And I, I teased this a little bit. It was more than a tease uh, on the last pod. But I'm going to start with, I think, the obvious. And that's we're, we're going to go quarterback. Well, let me go format first. Clearly, I've I've thought this out well. Quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, because for some reason, the Big Ten only awards it to two wide outs. One tight end, and then all five positions of the offensive line. And then we're going to go two defensive ends, two defensive tackles, three linebackers, two corners, two safeties, a kicker, and a punter and an, an all-purpose guy. Um, I'm looking here at Phil Steele's projections, and he's got punt returner and long snapper, and it's it's just it's too much. I I don't know how I feel about it. So I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go with one kicker, one punter, and one all-purpose guy. So I'm gonna start at quarterback, and and I was hinting at this earlier, and I was hinting at this at another podcast. I think the first team quarterback should be fairly obvious to everybody unless something terrible happens like this guy tears his ACL in the first in the first game. I really hope that doesn't happen. But the first team quarterback is going to be CJ Stroud. He has too many weapons. He has the best receiving core in college football. He has I think a pretty good offensive line coming back. Two very good offensive tackles who are going to give him a lot of time. He has a lot of high profile games. He's a big name. And he's going to throw a lot. And if you look at some of the other quarterbacks in the league, like honestly, you know, I'm looking at Phil Steele's preseason Big Ten team. And I, I don't mean this negatively because Cade McNamara was a, a decent player. Like He is a decent player for Michigan. But the fact that he is rated as the fourth best quarterback in the Big Ten is sad when it comes to the state of quarterback play in the Big Ten. And so you really, Stroud probably has competition with two guys, maybe three, in Aiden O'Connell, Talia Tungavailoa, and Peyton Thorne. Now, the one caveat is if J.J. McCarthy beats out Cade McNamara. But really, even if that happens, then it's, okay, it's J.J., who's first-year starter. You've got uh, Peyton Thorne, Talia Tungavailoa, Aiden O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell and... and Tagovailoa are going to be the only two that throw enough. And I just, I mean, you look at the weapons, 
and the infrastructure around Stroud, I think he's going to have the better stats. I think he's going to be in the running for the Heisman. And no offense to the other guys, they're not. <clears throat> so I, I think Stroud, by a wide margin, I would be shocked if he's not the first-team quarterback. We're going to move to running backs. And Ohio State fans are going to get mad at me because I, while I think Travion Henderson might be the most talented running back in the conference, might be, he's not going to be the focal point of the Ohio State offense. So I don't have him as one of my top two running backs for the preseason All-Big all, all Big Ten team. I have Braylon Allen at Wisconsin and Mo Ibrahim at Minnesota. And that's pending on Ibrahim being fully healthy. But listen, Braylon Allen is obviously going to be the focal point at Wisconsin. I think there's, they're going to have a pretty good offensive line. Even with all the losses, they, they still have three returning starters on office, offensive line, including a guy I think that's going to be all-team or uh, first-team All-Big Ten. And he was, di- he was dynamic at the end of last season. Clearly an upgrade from Ches Malusi, who's not bad. Malusi's a good number two back, but they really found something in Allen. And then Ibrahim, I, listen, in, in the year 2000, he or 2020, sorry, not 2000. In the year 2020, he was on a tear. He might have been the most valuable player in the Big Ten, not named Justin Fields. Uh, he was dynamic as a runner. I think the reports out of camp is that he is fully healthy. And, and he's going to be the focal point of that Golden Gopher attack. And I think the Golden Gophers are going to be pretty good this year. So I think, I, I think it, it, it could easily be that Henderson has a great year. And, you know, maybe he has like 1,400 yards rushing and 350 receiving. But like Braylon Allen has like 16 or 1,700 yards and has a lot more touchdowns. And Ibrahim has like 16 or 1,700 yards uh, and has like 20 touchdowns, and it's just they're, they're the, going to be the MVP of their teams. And I think they're they're going to be uh, just a hair more productive than Henderson, and that's going to give them the nod. So I've got Braylon Allen at Wisconsin, Mo Ibrahim at Minnesota as the running backs. I'm going to transition to receiver, two receivers, and I, I'm going to make a very – I'm going to make a couple of very controversial picks. I do not have Jackson Smith and Jigba on here. And here's why. I think there's another receiver on Ohio State that actually will have better statistics and will make more wow plays. And I think they're, I think people, they're going to cover JSN a bit more. And I think, honestly, Emeka Egbuka might rotate with him at slot, whereas he might, JSN might flex out outside a little bit. I don't know if that's the case, but I, I think Ekbuka will do well in the slot as well. And so I could see JSN, you know, his production going down a little. I mean, he had 1,600 yards last year. So a lot of people think he could get like 1,800 yards. And if he does that, then he's probably the Bolitnikoff winner. But I, I think his production is going to dip a little bit, which is going to give way to his running mate, who I, I don't think will have more yards, but I think will have – quite a few more touchdowns and I think he's a freak athlete and he's got name recognition and his name is Marvin Harrison Jr. He's coming folks. Uh, Bruce Feldman 
on The Athletic had him as the number two freakiest athlete in the country. He's 6'3", 215, can bench press 380. He, he was clocked in at 23 miles an hour at top speed. He is a silky smooth route runner. He has name pedigree. And if you go back and watch the Rose Bowl, people will say, well, Ohio State's receivers, uh, they feasted on bad corners and, and a, a former running back. Go watch Marvin Harrison's reps against Clark Phillips, who is one of the top corners in the country. And he burned him multiple times. This dude is is legit, and I think he's going to be the top receiver in the Big Ten. And I think the second receiver that will be on this list is Rakeem Jarrett from Maryland. I think that offense for the Terrapins is too good. And while I think Demas is a little bit better, he's banged up. And he's probably not going to play the first few games. So I think Rakeem Jarrett is going to take the lion's share. And I think by the, by midway season, he's going to be in, in the conversation for the Blitnikoff as well. Um, I, I don't think he'll get it because I think Demas will come back. He'll have to split touches. And I think Maryland will fade because their, their schedule's backloaded. But I think Rakeem Jarrett and Marvin Harrison Jr., if I had a third wideout, I'd give it to JSN because I think the name recognition is is big. But I, I those are my two, Rakeem Jarrett and Marvin Harrison Jr. At tight end, it's another controversial pick. I love Sam Laporta. He's maybe the third best tight end in the country behind Michael Mayer and Brock Bowers. Uh, Michael Mayer at Notre Dame, Brock Bowers at Georgia. And I think he's going to make a huge impact. He will probably have better a better time in the NFL than he will in college. He'll be like a top 15 pick in the NFL draft because Iowa tight ends just tend to go high. But I don't think he's going to get the targets because their offense is not really a passing offense. offense. And Spencer Petras, no offense to him, he is not a he's not a good quarterback. He's a he's a an adequate starter. Whereas Payne Durham at Purdue has a competent, if not great, starter in Aiden O'Connell. And he's going to get a lot of targets because their best wideouts are are gone. They've graduated. And so I think Payne Durham's going to get a lot of targets. I think he's going to make a lot of a lot of big plays. I think he's going to have the better stat line. I've got Payne Durham as uh, my first team tight end. And then I'm gonna I'm just gonna go. The offensive line is always a kind of a crapshoot, because really it's it's often team, uh, team program recognition. The two guys that I think are are the obvious picks because of their name recognition, and people are just they're they're buzzing about them, and I think they're just going to be great. Peter Skaronsky from Northwestern, and Paris Johnson at Ohio State. I think those two tackles are easily the most talked about tackles right now and I think they're going to put enough on film for coach at least coaches to say yeah they're the two best offensive tackles and if it's not the coaches the media the media is not the, the they often just go with popular opinion so I think Paris John I think they the media will think well Paris Johnson's great and Peter Skronsky's great I think they will be great but those are my two tackles and I don't think they'll change from that um, unless if there's something drastic. The guards, I think, are a little interesting. I have Zach Zinter at Michigan, who is a stud. 
probably maybe the best returning lineman for Michigan. And then I have uh, at at guard Tyler Beach of Wisconsin, who's a third uh, third team tight end or third team All Big Ten last year at from his days playing at right tackle and left tackle a little bit. But I think that running game is going to be so good; it's going to be tough to ignore an interior lineman for the Badgers. And I don't think the center is going to get it, although I I do think. Their center Joe Tipman might be the might be the better lineman. There's I think a better center in the conference, and therefore I think uh, I think Tyler Beach is going to get it over Joe Tipman. Tyler Beach the the second guard. So Zach Zintner and Tyler Beach, and then my center, which again I think is somewhat name recognition, but also I I just think he's. I think he might be the best center in in the conference is John Michael Schmitz for uh, at Minnesota. And so just again from from tackle tackle to tackle, Peter Skaronski, Tyler Beach, John Michael Schmitz, uh Zach Zintner and Paris Johnson. So that's the offense. We're going to take a quick break and then we will come back with the defense. Welcome back to the Big 10 Football Talk podcast. We are going to talk all Big Ten defense for the preseason of the 2022 season. And it's interesting just looking here at Phil Steele. It's interesting looking at Phil Steele's predictions because, for one, he has four linebackers on his list, which I I get that certain teams play play a 4-4 at times, but... I don't know. It's it's just kind of weird um how he does it and and then I just look and I'm like his I and I realized I should have said this up front. I think his is much more on name recognition and returning production. Which for me I'm like returning production's great, but I want to I want to think okay, how is this team going to project in t- like 12 games from now? Like who's gonna have the better stats? Who's gonna who's gonna be known? And I I think it's 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 a tough exercise because the all these all Big Ten teams and all America teams there there tends to be two extremes. One is you go off the stats, and then the other is you go off name recognition and you, you go off film. And so often the media and the coaches don't agree on these polls. And so as I'm thinking about this, I'm like, well, who are they really going to pick? Who are they going to think? And and there's a defensive end that I'm going to talk about that is kind of the kind of maybe the obvious parallel where, where I'm thinking about this. I'll get to that in a minute. But let's start with the defensive line. And I'm going to start at defensive tackle. And my first, my first pick at defensive tackle is a guy returning from injury, as PJ Mustafer from Penn State. Now, he is a tough, hard-nosed kind of squatty defensive tackle who is a kind of a junkyard dog. He is he is just a he gets after you. I think the fact that he's coming back from injury helps him. He's a he's an upperclassman. He's going to be on a good team. 
And I think P.J. Mustafer is going to do enough damage. Defen- defensive tackle is hard because unless if you really, really flash and you, you're a pass rusher from the defensive tackle spot, really you're going off of game film and you're going off of name recognition. Like, that's really it. Because typically defensive tackles don't get a ton of stats. So I think P.J. Mustafer, he he's probably not going to get the stats, but I do think he's going to be a, a force to be reckoned with, and I think he's going to shore up that run defense a bit for the Nittany Lions. So I got P.J. Mustafer. The other defensive tackle is Keanu Benton from Wisconsin, who's going to anchor that defensive line. And again, Wisconsin... I'm banking on the fact that Wisconsin's defense is going to be good. And if they're good, it's going to start up front. And Keontu Benton is their best returning defender. Uh, well, one of their best defending def- uh, returning defenders. And so I, I, I think Benton and Mustafer are my top two defensive tackles. At defensive end, the one spot I have Garrett Nelson at Nebraska, who is a game wrecker for them. And I think he's going to have... Plenty of games to to show out for the Cornhuskers and maybe bring back the black shirt defense. The and the the other guy, and this is where I was talking where the media and the coaches are gonna see differently, uh, is is a defensive end from Ohio State, and it's JT Tui Maloal. JT Tui Maloal. Everybody is hyped up about Jack Sawyer. A lot of people are reminded of the Bosa brothers with Sawyer. But I think people are going to see JT Tuimaloao, uh, particularly coaches, and they're going to say, this guy is a problem. And I think Sawyer might have more of the, the, the flashy plays, and I think Tuimaloao is going to have the more consistent uh, game wreckage ability. So I got Tuimaloao at, at the other defensive end spot. Uh, we're going to go to linebackers. And the linebackers, uh, I, I have another Penn Stater on here, and that is Curtis Jacobs. I think Curtis Jacobs, I am projecting that he is going to lead that linebacking core uh, this season. I think Curtis Jacobs is talent. I, I think he's got extreme talent. You know, he's taking the place, or he, he's going to really come into his own. So I've got Curtis Jacobs at one of the linebacker spots. I've got Jack Campbell. From Iowa, which, I mean, he was a second-team All-American last year. So I think name recognition, they're going to be in some defensive battles, defensive, uh, tight defensive games. I think Campbell is going to be really, really effective there. He's going to rack up tackles against a whole bunch of teams in the West who love to run the ball. And then another theme, another Nebraska defender is I have Luke Reimer uh, from Nebraska. And so we have two Cornhuskers on the defense. Uh, we have uh, we have an Iowa guy here. We have two Penn Staters. Let's go to the defensive backs. And I have Joey Porter from Penn State. I think again, I think Joey Porter is might he might be the best corner in the conference, um, and I think he's one of the top corners in the country. He is a stud, and I think he is. He is someone to really watch, especially as we get closer and closer to the NFL draft. Uh, just he's long and uh, athletic, and he's he can stick with the best receivers in the in the country. So I think he's the top corner. The second corner is hard because Riley Moss. 
really uh, he he was great last year. Deserved all the accolades he got. But Riley Moss was really he benefited from the defense around him. And he doesn't have the same he doesn't have all the same guys as he, that he had around him last year. He's still really good. I think it's going to be hard for him to get voted on as a first-team All-Big Ten guy because I don't think he's going to have the stats like he did last year. And that's that's part of the problem with cornerback play is you can be elite and nobody cares because they don't see any interceptions to your name. It's like, well, he doesn't have any interceptions. Well, the problem is nobody threw to your side. So, of course, you don't have any interceptions. That was the problem with uh, Jeff Akuda. Jeff Akuda, nobody threw at Jeff Akuda because Jeff Akuda was – I mean, every time they threw at him, he picked it off. And so they stopped throwing his way. So I think Riley Moss might have a similar problem. And he doesn't have the flashiness that Joey Porter does. And he's in a defense where I I do think he'll probably give a little bit more up this year because he doesn't have the same type of secondary around him. He's got a young safety uh, with him in Xavier Nwampa. And that's, you know, he's going to be good, but I think if he's, you know, he might get blamed for some busting coverage from from his safety running mate. And while it may not be his fault, it'll be a knock against him and he just won't be a first team guy. And so the guy I have next to him is someone who I thought would be really good last year and an anchor on a defense last year. And I, I, I'm going to say this, I think it's going to be a pity pick for a team that doesn't have anybody. And it's Taiwan Mullen from Indiana. Taiwan Mullen is a, a recognized name as a cornerback. I think he's really I think he's really good, and I think he's going to be the maybe the lone bright spot on that Hoosier defense. When I say a pity pick, sometimes you want to get a lot of a lot of recognition across schools. Uh, on your on your all Big Ten team, and so I think I I really think that Taiwan Mullen is going to be uh, is at least going to be in the running, and I think he might get the edge because well he's a Hoosier and the Hoosiers nothing's going well with the Hoosiers this year. No offense to the Hoosier fans, I love you guys, but I just I don't think Indiana or I I think that's going to be in Taiwan Mullen's favor. And I think he's going to have a good year. I think he's going to be a bright spot on that team. Um, Tom Allen is a defensive-minded coach. Tywin Mullen is, I think he's athletic and he's gifted. And he, I think he patrols that secondary really well. So Joey Porter, Tywin Mullen are my corners. At safety, I have uh, Josh Proctor from Ohio State. He comes back from injury. I think when he has flashed, he he has shown big play potential, both in the pass game and in the running game. He hits like a ton of bricks. He he's he can be rangy. The the thing is he's got to stay healthy and this the defense has to get fixed for Ohio State. But I I think those things will happen to at least some degree and they have so many high profile games that I think he's going to make a difference in Jim Knowles' scheme. So I've got Josh Proctor and the other one, I, I really, really wanted to go with a guy from Indiana named Mo- Monster Matthews, just because that name is awesome. But I'm, I'm actually going to go 
with a guy that I think will make Rutgers defense a little bit better, and that's Christian Isian. Uh, and again, I think he'll probably get picked kind of to give more diversity to the team in terms of of the of the teams represented on the team. But I've got Christian Isian as the second safety. I know there's other good safeties, Xavier Henderson, Jair Brown, uh, Ronnie Hickman, uh, Monster Matthews, Cam Allen from Purdue. Um, there's there's a lot of guys there, but I, I just think I, I think Rutgers is going to get somebody on there, and it's most likely going to be on the defensive side of the ball. And so I'm going with probably the best player in that defensive secondary, which is Christian Isian. Um, for the kicker, I've got Jake Moody from Michigan as a repeat uh, All-Big Ten guy. A couple reasons why. One is I think Michigan will probably kick more field goals than Ohio State just because I don't think Ohio State is going to settle for field goals much because they haven't under Ryan Day. And Moody has a bigger bigger leg. You know, I like Noah Ruggles. He's very accurate, but he he does not have a big leg like Jake Moody does. Uh, At... Punter, it's – I'm going to go Rutgers again with Adam Korzak. I, I think it's default. I don't think there's a lot of good punters in this league, to be honest. Um, or at least not a lot of well-known punters. Um, so uh, that's probably an overstatement to say that. So I've got I've got Adam Korzak there. I, I think another candidate is is Bryce Banninger or, or Beringer from Michigan State. Um, I think it'll be between those two, but I've got Adam Korzak from Rutgers. And then for my all-purpose guy, um, I'm going, man, I'm going heavy on Rutgers here at the end of this. Um, I've got Aaron Crickshank. No, I'm going to change that. I'm going to change that because if, if I think Rutgers is going to get a couple of guys, I don't think they'll get, they'll get three, three guys on here. And I think Emeka Egbuka is going to break out. So I'm going to go with Egbuka from Ohio State. Uh, he's a kick returner. He's a punt returner. Or he might be a punt returner for them. And he's also going to be one of their top four receivers. So I like – yeah, uh, I, I'm changing my mind on the fly. But I think Egbuka is my all-purpose guy. So that's it. That's my all-Big Ten uh, preseason team. Just, again, it's, it's JT, Tui Maloau, and Garrett Nelson – at defensive end, PJ Mustafer and Keanu Benton at defensive tackle, Jack Campbell and Curtis Jacobs and Luke Reimer at linebacker, Joey Porter and Taiwan Mullen at corner. We've got Josh Proctor and Christian Isian at safety, Jake Moody as the kicker, Adam Korzak at the punter. And Emeka Egbuka at all purpose. So that's it. That's my all Big Ten team. Let me know your thoughts. Send me an email. Uh, feel free to leave a review. Let me know what you think of the podcast. Thanks again for listening. This has been the Big Ten Football Talk podcast. This is Zach Guggenheim signing off. Take care. God bless.